everyone knows that putting money aside in savings is really important. But then what? Should you keep your savings locked in a CD for a higher rate or keep them liquid in a money market? Can your checking account help you save too? Or is it about creating the right combination? We believe real banking is a conversation. Let's talk about the savings options that are right for you. Learn more at sandyspringbank.com. Member FDIC. We've all spent more time with family lately. It can feel like old times, but your mind is on the future too and what you can do to shape it. At Sandy Spring Bank, we work with clients to help them grow and protect their money with wealth management, trust services, and insurance so they can enjoy today and ultimately pass along their wealth. We believe real banking is a conversation. Let's talk about your dreams. Visit sandyspringbank.com wealth. Wealth and insurance products are not FDIC insured, not guaranteed, and may lose value. Hello, Cleveland, and welcome back to another edition of the Dogland Podcast. I am your host, Jackson McCurry. Jack Duffin is joining me today, and Jack, we're finally here. The final conclusion of the off-season roster deep dive. Yeah, I just feel like you've been counting down this day to get rid of me. Um, to stand by Mr. Landry, Mr. Chubb, and uh, defend their honors. Uh, you finally get to get rid of me after this uh, 12 podcast series um but no it's it's been really really good fun um really interesting debate thank you for all you guys listening that have interacted on twitter read the articles at dogland.com um it's been genuinely enjoyable so uh no loved it nah nah jack i won't get rid of you man you're 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 a vital part of our team here at the dogland it's been fun you know even though i want to torture you sometimes with the chubb and landry hate but or disrespect i wouldn't say it's even hate but uh no it's been all good fun and i've I've really enjoyed this series but uh here we are the final installment of the offseason roster deep dive today we're going to focus on special teams and then jack has a conclusion at the end which we'll get to of course but uh jack we're looking at special teams and it wasn't terrible last year, I would say, but we're going into 2021 where we technically don't have a starting kicker right now. And uh, I think we should start right there. Yeah. So um, it, it was okay. And when, when we talk special teams, we're actually just talking about the three specialists. Um, obviously if you read the pieces, there's a lot more emphasis than ever before where we're talking about special teamers um, there's loads of good guys on the roster, and that that's down to Prefro and Co to decide. Hey, who's this slightly bit better between these guys? Um, but my feelings are in there. These are about three specialists, and yeah, starting with the kicker, um, the one that the fans care most about because of fantasy football. Um, but yeah, for me, Cody Parkey's not the guy. I don't mind Cody Parkey coming back um, for camp, and I'd be surprised if he isn't, um, unless someone else is desperate to pay him. Then bring him back and sort of give him that opportunity, but they, they need to do better. And the only one actually under contract is a guy called Matt McCrane. And I had to Google all this because I had no idea he was under contract. Um, so in 2018, he played for Arizona, Pittsburgh and Oakland, um, went eight for 12 on field goals, hundred percent of those under 40 yards and nine for nine on extra points. Um, but, yeah, maybe it's Matt McCrane and Cody Parkey fighting in camp, but I, I think adding another body, even if it's UDFA, um, come in and they compete. Yeah, definitely. I think they should go in the competition route. Um, McCrane, I think, was here more or less as 
for COVID reasons. I mean, he was on the practice squad all last season because, you know, in case Parky were to go down. But uh, I think he'll be here. At least part of the competition. They may bring Parky back. But there is some interesting names in free agency this offseason at the kicker position. Matt Prater, Steven Guskowski, Randy Bullock, Mike Nugent. And then our former beloved kicker who Hugh Jackson ran out of town, Zane Gonzalez, is also out there on the market. So maybe the Browns go in and try to get a kicker in free agency. Uh, or they go in the draft route, which I'm not saying draft a kicker because, Jack, I remember a couple years back when they drafted um, Austin Cyber. Austin Cyber. I was on your podcast, and I don't think either one of us were happy that they spent a was a fifth round pick on a kicker. Yeah, so I'm I'm never for drafting kickers. Um, it, even more in sort of the last two years, everyone's become a bit sort of unreliable. Um, it wasn't ever so. I don't remember it being as much the case. Um, even Justin Tucker was all over the place in the playoffs. Even Justin Tucker. And it's always been, don't pay a kicker unless they're Justin Tucker. Now even Justin Tucker's bringing it into question. So I've got no issue of sort of committing to a kicker potentially for one season. But I don't commit to anyone with guaranteed money long term. Um, just, yeah, I'm not interested in doing it. Go cheap. And if your kicker has a mare, cut him and then get another one in. Um, it's ruthless, but quite frankly... Um, I, I ain't messing around. Um, so yeah, bring in a couple of UDFAs if you want. If you think Matt McCray might be the guy, I don't mind him hanging around. Um, Cody Parkey, I'll, I'll bring him back, but I ain't giving him much guarantee because I don't think he'll win the camp battle. Um, so no multi-year deals for the uh, kicker position. I'm not interested in spending a draft pick. Um, let the UDFAs fight it out in a uh, street brawl. Oh, that would be entertaining, especially on building the Browns. Have our have our kickers go into a street fight for the job. Helen uh, <laughs> uh, Purcell, what, what can we get that uh, octagon thing and uh, put six of them in and open up the doors and let them fight fight to the death? Oh, that would be it. That would be entertaining as hell. Uh, <laughs> uh, would you look at the punter, uh, Jamie Gillen, the Scottish Hammer? Uh, he had a great rookie year, Jack, but then twenty twenty, it was like. Something was not right with him. And I know he was on the injury report quite often uh, throughout the 2020 season. But, uh, you know, I, you think he'll be the punter going into 2021. But it would not shock me if they do bring in competition for him because something just seemed off. It might have been injury, but maybe maybe the Scottish Hammer is, is losing losing the touch on, the, on his uh, kicks. Yeah, so I think they'll want to give him another year to see if he can rebound um, to that level. But... The problem is, after three years, he then becomes a restricted free agent. And are you going to be paying two and a half million plus onto a kicker on a um, restricted free agent tender? Um, are you potentially going to extend him and give him a long-term deal? I just, unless he wows and you go, I don't mind setting aside two and a half million a year, um, and we'll give him a few years because kicking is a bit more stable than punting. But in all honesty. If we're talking two and a half million for a kicker, two and a half million extra for a punter, no, I'm I'm willing to take that sort of four million and stick that into a uh, a starter somewhere else, and let's have five million on a defensive back or defensive tackle for depth. So um, I'm I'm just not married to punters and kickers because, quite frankly, I don't want to be punting because I believe in Baker Mayfield and I want us driving. Any opportunity we get on fourth and short, we're going for it. We're in punting. I don't care if we're on our 40-yard line. Go for it. 
Um, and pretty much my view's the same once we get into um, field goals and stuff like that. Just go for it. Stop kicking extra points. If you convert an extra point on 95% of the time and you convert two points on 55% of the time, the math says you score more points and win more games if you go for two. So uh, be aggressive. And uh, as we see of any edge in the NFL, the first team to go for it is the one that gets the most benefit. And within two to three years, everyone's doing it. Um, If you would have said five years ago, teams should be going for three points nearly every time in the NBA, you'd have been called a nutter. Now everyone's doing it. And... If you're not doing it, you're considered a nutter. So um, these things change. Data becomes more and more prevalent. And an interesting thing reading at sort of the, the high school level and why this makes such a difference, because teams wouldn't necessarily spend loads of time dedicated to something like two-point conversions. But they know when they've got you on their schedule, they actually need to set aside extra time to prep for all these different two two yard conversions two point conversions that might happen and if you're asking them to do that then they're not prepping for the rest of the stuff and that's taken away from their time of looking at what baker mayfield does looking at all this other stuff so create that problem for teams by doing something different and it's why lamar jackson has his special thing it's not because it's unstoppable teams just don't spend the entire off season preparing for a quarterback like lamar jackson so doing different stuff is really good and I'm all a fan of it. Let's let's go for it more on fourth down. Let's go for more touchdowns rather than field goals. For me, a field goal is four points lost rather than three points earned. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like it's trending more and more to where teams are going to take more chances with the uh, two-point conversion just because like the kickers have been so inconsistent even with the extra points. I mean, as when they pushed it back, like you started to see more misses. And I just feel like teams are going to start going to be wanting to be more aggressive and taking chances on two point play. So it's going to be interesting seeing how that trend will go as the years uh, continue to uh, move forward. Uh, We're not going to spend too much time on long snapper just because you can't really judge a guy like this. But the fact that Charlie Hewitt's been here the last five years, he's I think the second longest tenured Brown at this point behind Batonio. And he's consistent. Like, you never see him make a botch snap. Um, he does his job, and he does it quite well. So the fact that I reckon over 50% of Browns fans don't know our long snapper's name means he's doing an amazing job. Because the only time you ever hear about a name but long snapper, um, some of these guys, is when something goes seriously wrong. So uh, Charlie Hewlett, you're my guy. Um, yeah, he's got another two years left in his deal. And quite frankly... They, they don't need to replace him um, anytime soon. So long may the Hewlett rain live on. I have to laugh because I was looking at Facebook memories this morning, Jack, and I actually sent you the screenshot. February 16th, 2017, I put the Cleveland Browns, where they can't find a QB, but they signed their long snapper to make them the highest paid in the league. So Charlie Hewlett, keep doing what you do, buddy. <laughs> He's a stud. Uh, yes. <laughs> So, Jack, as we get to our conclusion, and you wrote this in the article over at thedogland.com, which everybody, please go check it out. Jack did some incredible work here during this series. Uh, You break down uh, the free agent positions, the guys that you target here, um, and then you talk about the draft as well. So I'm going to give you the floor. You go ahead uh, and conclude this offseason deep dive. Yeah, so the roster is quite strong. Um, Just from purely a numbers perspective, 
we are currently committed to one player on the roster after this season. That that seems mad, but that's true. So Miles Garrett is the only player they cannot move on from in a year, next off season. Um, just from a contract perspective, um, that's incredible flexibility. That's not going to last long. We're going to have to commit to lots of guys. But just from that position, we can go any which way. I have us looking at one free agent on the offensive side of the ball all offseason. Whether it's this guy or someone else, I think that they could add someone, and that's Rashad Higgins. I think $9 million over two is just a great deal. Go for it. Um, I think we're looking at one decent edge. Um, whether that's JJ Watt and Aquara, they're my guys. Um, different deals for the pair of them, but that's where I'd look. Um, I'd go and invest in one guy on the interior D-line. I like Solomon Thomas. I think he's got lots of upside there to come in and play three-tech. Um, couple of linebackers, I think they'll they'll sign. So it's either KJ Wright or BJ Goodson. And then your depth guy, Malcolm Smith, um, is just a perfect one to go back to because he was so good last year. I think they'll bring in a couple of corners. Um, so how they stack this will be interesting. Um, I think it's either Troy Hill or Mike Hilton. And then I think it's a depth guy. So nothing too sexy. Your Breelands, your Terrence Mitchell, your Gary and Conley. Um, Jason Verrett, possibly. Um, could be an option. They go with a sort of a depth piece. Um, Richard Sherman, I can't see it. Crazy things have happened. Um, and then, yeah, a free safety. One big name um, will come in. Marcus Williams, I think, just fits the mould for what they're looking for. So much better than everyone else. And then, yeah, Malik Hooker, Quisky Tart. Someone that can know the scheme and sort of be a bit of depth looks good. In terms of the draft, I've only got four options that I can realistically see on day one. It's wide receiver, edge, cornerback, or trade down. Um, I can't see them doing anything else. Day two, based on what you haven't done before, if you trade down, you've got four picks here. Wide receiver, edge defender, interior defender, linebacker, cornerback, safety. So it's pretty much anywhere on the defense and wide receiver, um, which I don't think is a surprise to anyone. And then, yeah, you're quite diverse. I break down the high day three, late day three. Go check out the article, dogland.com. That's all there. Um, you've got a few guys that are going into their final year. So I break down all of the, if you wanted to do their deals of cutting and trading guys or um, whose deal expires after this season, all of that's broken down. So every player on a deal, 2 million and above, it's all there. So you've got, what do you do with Landry, OBJ, Richardson, Betonio, Tretter, Keenum, Hunt, Njoku, Hubbard, Chubb, Billings, Claiborne, Hooper. All of those guys, it's all different stuff in there. So check that out. Just write it all down there. I'm not saying, hey, you, you have to do anything with these guys, but that's all the contracts that they could potentially move away from and do different stuff. And then I've got my 53 um, projected. It's uh, one of the more recent ones I've done. Um, so it's it's got some interesting options in there. I, I, I present what I do. And, and I think it's a fun exercise for everyone, just to, whether you draw it out for yourself at home and create them, break down your starters. So I've got, there's more starters than the 11, and that's perfectly fine, just the way snaps will break down. Um, and then on the defense, nine starters, because you'll rotate between the amount of linebackers, corners, safeties, you only actually need nine penciled in guys that are going to be your definitive starters. Um, but no, it's it's gone through the second iteration. So there was one I released on the 2nd of Feb and now the most recent one, I 
think I did on Valentine's Day, which is the one in the article. It might have been the day before Valentine's Day. It might be the day after. Who knows when it came out? But um, that had Solomon Thomas coming in instead of Sheldon Rankins. And uh, rather than Brashard Breland, I added Troy Hill. So uh, some interesting discussion and ideas. Um, I, I think there'll be one or two tough decisions made by this front office that fans will immediately go, no, why? You can't do that. Um, but the, the upside is long-term. I don't think this is a front office that goes, hey, let's try to win for two years and then we'll go into sort of, not a rebuild, but retooling and sort of moving loads of stuff around and sort of have a one year where we might just make the playoffs. I think they're much more committed to going, let's get into the playoffs all of the next six years unless Baker goes down and then we'll we'll, we'll deal with everything as and when it comes. So I think they're much more rational than some fans will want. Um, but quite frankly, if in six years' time we're talking about we've made the playoffs five of the six years at least, and that's the next six, that's not counting last year, fans will be a lot happier than if we got two more years in the playoffs, then two years out of the playoffs, and then two years back in. Um, I, I want to be in the playoffs every year. Let, let me watch January football. And quite frankly, what happens when we get there? There's a lot of luck and other things. And just because you don't like a move because it might impact 2021, these guys are looking at the big picture. Um, I want this front office. I want this quarterback. I want this head coach and, and the whole coaching staff to be here long term. And that means sustain, sustaining winning. Um, so, yeah, while, hey, we, we were only a few snaps from the championship game. Yeah, just because you run it back doesn't mean you're going to get to that. Um, that's the mistake so many teams make. We have to be rational and ruthless. Look at the New England Patriots. If you want to look at what paying guys that makes you feel good, you're not looking at the teams that will constantly get into the playoffs, constantly winning competitions, because it's about being, hey, is this guy going to make us better over the next two, three years and value, and that's the explicit thing we want to get to, is providing value above above the contract they sign. And that's really tough for Miles Garrett. Take nothing away from Miles Garrett. Miles Garrett has the hardest job of any Brown next season to provide value above his deal. He has to be in the discussion for a defensive MVP to provide value. Some of these other guys are really going to struggle to out provide out sort of deal their contract. Joel Batonio, he plays like a 16 million guard and he's only on 10 million. Great. That's 6 million value that we can put somewhere else and, we're getting for our team. And that's six million of value closer towards winning a Super Bowl. Um, we need that everywhere. And that's the really tough thing. It's you don't pay a guy for what he's done in the past. You've got to pay for it going forward. Um, so they, these guys are going to be ruthless. Um, don't worry. Um, when you feel they're being ruthless, they're probably being perfect. Um, and you'll sit there in two years time and go, why the hell was I saying we couldn't live without this player, wherever he might be. Um, because you get rid of them and you play better. All fantastic stuff, Jack. I mean, you you have killed it over this last month uh, on the site, on the podcast, man. We are truly uh, thankful you're a part of our team here at the dog uh, at the Dogland, man. Uh, just great stuff. Everybody, please go check this out. Although, Jack, as I'm looking at my phone while you were talking, you might have to make some. Uh, alterations to your projected 53 because jj watt is strongly considering signing with the cleveland browns uh as of this morning so as we're recording so might have to make some changes which could be some big ones for sure if uh it all comes to fruition 
Well, if it does happen, and who knows, it might have happened by the time you listen to this podcast. This um, is true. Then that's Romeo Aquara out and JJ Watt in, which I, I don't mind. I, I'm happy with that move. As long as it comes down to JJ Watt, what you sign him to. Um, at first, I said, hey, I think it's going to be 45 million over three. And I'm not interested in paying that. If we're down to 26 over two with sort of incentives can get him up to 28 and a half, um, even 29, I'm, I'm, I'm cool with that. Um, yeah, it's risky because, hey, the dude's got an injury history, but I, I don't mind that risk. It probably does mean the end of Sheldon Richardson, guys. So just to let you know, moves have consequences. It's, it's why I bang on about opportunity cost. You pay A, you don't get B. Um, but quite frankly... On cap numbers, would I rather have J.J. Watt or Richardson? I don't think that's a hard choice. No, not at all. I think J.J. Watt, you know, despite the injury history, he's still playing as one of the best edge rushers in the league. He's one of the best edge rushers of all time. Just what he could bring on the field, um, off the field to the Browns. I mean, it it would be a huge acquisition. Um, They're saying, according to the reports, it's Mary Kay Cabot that reported it. Uh, the reasons why he wants to come to Cleveland, money, obviously. Guys want to get their money. Can't can't fault them to a degree. But also, and this is you know something because of what we've seen over the last couple of years, Jack, he sees the Browns as a team that he has a shot to win a Super Bowl with. And I think that's, that's not far-fetched. I think the Browns are right there within striking distance to contend for a Super Bowl. And uh, if we can get J.J. Watt, I feel like that would be a good uh, added boost to a team that's already... Uh, on their way up no for me it was uh, the Packers just always felt like the natural home just because if you look at the conferences they've got an easier chance to win a Super Bowl because you're looking maybe Tampa Bay Packers is there any other teams you get that excited about in that side whereas all the talent of the league it's almost four years ago flipped on its head is now all in the AFC Um, so that was the reason why I, I just felt it made more sense, but quite frankly, hey, I ain't going to complain if JJ Watt comes here on that 26, 29 million. I just don't want to be paying 45 over uh, three. Definitely understandable. And if the Browns do sign JJ Watt, we will be back with an emergency episode if it's before Friday when this episode is dropping. So uh, uh, be on the lookout for that if if news does come down in the coming days. Uh, and, and stay tuned to the dogland.com. Uh, and as I plug the dogland.com, go back and look at everything Jack did on the offseason deep dive. Uh, we broke down every position group uh, on the po- on here on the podcast, but also Jack's fantastic writing over at the dogland.com. Uh, Jack, as we get on out of here, go ahead and plug your Twitter and everything else you got going. Yeah, so it's Jack Duffin, D U F I N. The whole thing's open, so um, if you want to send a DM, you want to send a question, um, cap-related, contracts, um, roster building, happily answer it, tweet at me, DMs, whatever you want. Um, But no, thank you so much for having me, guys, not just part of the podcast, part of the uh, um, website. It's a really good outlet for me to write, um, and, and I really enjoy it. So no, thanks for having me on board, and where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter at jackmccurry08. Uh, you follow the Dogland at the Dogland on Twitter uh, and on Facebook as well. Uh, as we get on out of here, until next time, Browns fans, go Browns. Go Browns. Now that you've taken on that big job, you shouldn't have to settle for the big box. You've earned a trip to Northern Tool, and we're ready for the details. 
We know all about the little things that make the biggest difference. Maybe that's why they call us a problem solver's paradise. From pressure washers to power tools, pallet jacks to push carts, Northern Tool and Equipment carries the brands you depend on, like North Star, DeWalt, Milwaukee, and Strongway. We're made for this. Come see us in-store or shop online at northerntool.com. With one of the best savings rates in America, banking with Capital One is the easiest decision in the history of decisions. Even easier than choosing Slash to be in your band. Next up for lead guitar. You're in. Cool. <laughs> yep, even easier than that. And with no fees or minimums on checking and savings accounts, is it even a decision? That's banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com slash bank for details. Capital One and a member FDIC.